Hey guys, it's Sam. Last episode, you may have noticed some issues with my audio, and unfortunately, they persist into this episode too. I'm really sorry, but I found the issue, and hopefully everything will be back to normal by next week. I hope you still enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Hello, it's new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide family novices through the weird, wise, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is our novice, Will. How are you this week, Will? I'm very good, thank you, Sam. And welcome again to all of our wonderful, wonderful listeners. Um, if you haven't been here before, this is the show where we talk about anime. Sam gives us a show or a movie or something to talk about, and we unpick it, we digest it, and we review it um, in uh, typical fashion, and we go off the rails and go on tangents and basically go wherever the podcast takes us. Um, we decide by the end whether it's a good enough show to show to a noob, uh, a novice to the anime world. And um, our mission really is to get people hooked on anime. I came to the show as an absolute novice. Um, that's so I, I look at it from that perspective. Um, and Sam is the uh, podcast expert who we devote, we, we pass on all of our wonderful questions um, and he gives us insight. Oh, I mean, he could be talking makeup stuff yeah, along the way. He could, he could be talking I absolute just... rubbish. Um, I'm just taking him at his no, word for most of these things. Uh, yeah, nobody's fact checking. <laughs> yeah, so if you like what you hear, make sure you share the podcast, make sure you tell a friend and yeah. And yeah, that's what we're aiming to do here is to create kind of a list of shows that you can show to a newbie and basically just to get them hooked in and to carry on with anime. And in that vein, have you recently will have you carried on with any of the shows that we've recently looked at have you looked at uh more any more skate any more have you sought out any more captain harlock <laughs> <laughs> i haven't sought out any captain harlock um i wonder why although when i was doing the artwork um I, is this like a particularly the, the movie we watched we watched harlock space pirate pirates yes when i googled well, i was looking for the title art um and it just came kept coming up with like the captain captain harlock stuff so is this like less yeah. less of a well-known it's not like the original stuff is it so I, I imagine there's bigger harlock stuff out there than the movie harlock yeah as a character harlock who's been around since like the 70s even maybe a bit beforehand mm. um and it's a kind of a cult classic space opera adventure of the week serial yeah, yeah. so this okay. new one was the attempted reboot to bring it back in and it didn't really fly so Fair. yeah it's just kind of landed in its own small niche I did sit down last night after watching uh, the episodes of today's for today's show um, and I was planning to watch Skate and then I was like, you know what? I've had a long, I think I've had a long enough break from the Shonen um, battle show that is um, My Hero. So I went back to My Hero and watched about three or four episodes of that and Nice. I'm not, I'm not jaded at the minute. So I think, I think I just went far too hard, far too. I watched like 30 episodes you in did. a row. Um, you what? absolutely spanked out season one and two. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. The <laughs> speed. What, uh, what's happening where you are at the moment? Um, they've just, uh, got rid of the hero killer. Um, they've just finished that little oh. arc. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And and now we're and now we're following now we're following some of the other characters on their um uh, what they called on, internships. What, internships that's the word I was going I was thinking like entrepreneurships that's not the thing internships yes yeah. so uh, we just looked at Froppy um and her little adventure um which is oh is d- that with the seal guy? yeah 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 or the it's a seal dude yeah that's filler 
Yeah, of course it is. Like it's so blatantly filler, and I, I <laughs> like, I, it's it's very hypocritical of me because when we watched um, Grimgar, I was like, I'd love yeah. to see some of the other guys on their training. Some some of the other guys go through. Oh yeah, what, out of the guilds. Uh, yeah, through their guild training, but that's because the it was it was a more in depth story. Like it was supposed to be more mature, and and I wanted to get to know these characters better. Right now, I I don't want that for my hero. It's a completely different genre. I just want I just want to see. I just want to get back to the story. I want to see um, our main boys and how they're doing. Like and also powering up and and fighting villains, not going off on a weird random yeah tangent with Froppy. I, I guess it's just because she's a popular character but and then it randomly yeah, it just come out of nowhere then it randomly cuts to um oh, can't remember his name cannon arms what's his name cannon arms the the main bad guy back ago back ago yeah is it back ago or back back ago back ago back ago back ago he's the one who like the, the bully yeah the bully the angry kid um yeah yeah back ago yeah, he it cuts to his little arc and Randomly, they've decided to make him have flat hair, and I was like, "Who is this kid? He looks like such a dweeb." Oh, yeah, and then he gets angry, and it all <laughs> spikes up again. I'm like, well, that's a weird. You're like, oh, it's back again. Is that, is that he's here? Is that part of his power? Like, no, I guess. anger makes his hair stand on end. Yeah, <laughs> all right, we'll go with that. His hair spikiness is directly correlated to how angry he is <laughs> at all times. Yeah, so that's what I've been watching this week. Sam, we are watching something. That I've definitely heard of, mm-hmm. but had no idea what it was. And from like the cover art looked really interesting. So I was quite excited going in. It's Dr. Stone. Can you give our listeners an overview as to what they might, what they might be getting going into that and what they might enjoy from Dr. Stone? Of course I can. Well, well do you like science? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. yeah science it's cool. pretty handy, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're using science right now to deliver our message Ooh. to the world here. Uh, this is just alien like- tech to me. This is this is all very surreal. How about Shonen? Um, Do you like Shonen? I mean, you're not jaded anymore. I'm not jaded anymore. No, I am. Um, yes, Shonen. Yes, I like Shonen. Yeah. What else have we got? How about if we took those two elements against all odds, smash them together mm. to somehow create an adventure sci-fi apocalypse story mm. set in the far-flung futures of planet Earth, where it's up to one boy and his giga brain to figure out how to revive humanity from the edge of extinction and also restore civilization in the process it sounds intriguing yeah i'm i'm curious should we get into talking about dr stone dr stone dr stone thank you dr stone dr stone Dr. Stone, Dr. Stone. <laughs> can I play the piano anymore? <laughs> of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. before. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's the, that is my favourite Simpsons bit of all time. Oh, it's oh, a good bit. It's so perfect. It's a good bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anyway, Dr. Stone. Yeah. Um, well, could you, aside from my vague and nebulous overview of what Dr. Stone mm. is, do you want to give the listeners a bit of an idea for those who maybe haven't seen it or ah, have you seen it? Always catch me off guard with these. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the plot is we follow um, our main boy or our point of view character. One of the main characters in this show is called Taiju. 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 Um, and he yep. is a puppy dog basically and he is in love with this girl and he wants to declare his love for this girl so he 
goes to do that, and then all of a sudden, inexplicably, inexplicably the world ceases to exist on a human human level. On a human. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my words today. I'm, I'm struggling to get them out. Um, my favourite guy. This is my new friend. He's called Hugh. Hugh. Hugh man. Are you trying to blend in, Will? Are you actually a reptile man in disguise? Um. So... Oh. <laughs> bit of ASMR. I apologise for that, listeners. Uh, <laughs> God, what have we become? Um, reptile people, apparently. <laughs> That's what we've become. Um, Taiju is de- declaring his love for this girl and... That everyone turns to stone. The, this big green glow covers the earth, and yep. the, the opening line of the show is like something along the lines of "On this day." It's um, what other show does that? Um, Attack on Titan. Oh, Attack on Titan. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very Attack on Titan esque. Mm-hmm. Um, on the, on this day, everyone turns to stone. Um, he, every human, although. And again, we're like weirdly, some of the questions that arise. Obviously, we're only three episodes in, so we're not going to hopefully spoil too much uh, moving forward. But um, there's a weird, mm-hmm. there's a weird element to it where some birds have been turned to stone, and that was like, or, yeah. or they were finding those before this big event, and then all of humanity mm-hmm. pretty much instantaneously. It seemed to sort of cover the planet at a at a, sh- a massive speed. Um, Mm-hmm. But pretty much for the purposes of the show, pretty much instantaneously. Um, and there are still birds that have been turned, but no other animals seem to be at this stage. So it's humans and yeah. birds. Animals someone's got still kind of free to run around. Someone's got a good grudge against humans and, and birds. Um, I don't, what, what? Those damn monkeys. Those, those damn monkeys. The monkey. Damn <laughs> dirty apes. Um, those damn dirty apes. They finally got their revenge. <laughs> And we're still, and our, our perspective is still Taiju for the majority of that first episode. And we, we watch him, his mm-hmm. inner monologue, he's trapped in stone and we see the pass. Yeah. Oh, can we just get into the show? So we see the passage of time and we see yeah. years, well, days, months, years, centuries, okay, millennia. Centuries. Um, oh. And it's beautiful. It's so, so well done. It's such a good montage. It is, ah. Oh. As the passage of time comes, we see all the buildings start to be overgrown and the statues' clothes start to kind of peel off and uh, historical monuments across the world start to crumble. We see the Tokyo Sky Tree just shatters as eons at this point of, of time passes and erodes the metal and rots it away. And the world essentially just reverts back to that of the Stone Age. Yeah. It really is, just with these humanoid statues scattered all over the place. And it's so well done the way that it shows human society just how fickle it is. Mm. That it, just a couple of thousand years, it's just wiped. Wiped the only the things left are animals. Yeah, and a Buddha statue. It's yeah. and the Buddha statue because yeah. copper just don't rot. <laughs> I love that moment though. So there's a bit later on in the show. Um, we'll jump around. We always do. Um, there's a bit later on in the show mm. where they are looking for landmarks. Everything's broken down. Our uh, our science dude, Senku, Senku, uh, Senku science senpai, um, is giving us. I love it. He's looking for monuments or looking for something, but he's basically assuming that everything's crumbled over the thousands of years. And then there's just this one Buddha statue, and he's like, "Oh uh, yeah." And uh, Taiji's just very sort of mm-hmm. like, "Wow, it's because it's Buddha. It's special. It's 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 it, the special god. I, I, Look, I, nothing grows around him." And that's and that's what sort of we as the viewer 
automatically go to, I think. It's like, oh, okay, it's mm. Buddha, it's special, it's been whatever religious sort of um, power it has means that it's not been damaged. Very fair enough. Um, but then it's like <laughs> the science explanation. Well, no, copper doesn't do this. The, the soil is ruined because of the ions that are spreading out. Basically, science dude gives us a science explanation and we go, ha, that's fun. I like what you did there. You're, you're explaining the, uh, what's it, um, convenience of this plot device. <laughs> exactly. And, and to, get ahead of it straight away with um, the core of this show. The core of the show is essentially the scientific process in every way, shape and form right. to handle this global event, this petrification of everybody. And they got an actual consultant, a scientist consultant on board when they were writing the manga for this, mm. uh, who basically fact checks that everything that they do is possible. Everything yeah. that they make, everything that they build, it's all able to be done but our kind of hurdle of um suspension of disbelief mm. if you will comes from the fact that teenagers can do this wow oh okay right yeah which kind of leads into the the biggest um aspect of the show that you've got to get on board with very quickly is that this is at the end of the day a shonen okay a shonen where they don't have superpowers in the traditional sense mm. The superpowers in this show are that every character has a maxed out stat in one thing right. and one thing only. Okay. So Senku, he's maxed out his his brain power, his scientific prowess. Yeah. Taiju, and they very succinctly say it in the show, he's maxed out his fitness, not his power or his fighting ability. Right. And yeah. then we meet. He's the simple oh, one. <laughs> oh, and we find oh oh what Sukasa oh. He's, oh, what a specimen. Specimen. When that rock crumbles and he just oh. come, ah, oh, it's, it's a special sight. The man's got muscles I didn't know existed. Yeah. He's got muscles upon muscles. He's, um, what's he called? Is he called like Ape Man or something? Like there's some, he's got some, the, I'm sure there's ultra some. Ultra high, high school primate. Primate. Or something. Yeah. Primate. Fight. It's very Danganronpa in the way that they talk about it. He's like, the super high school fighter man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, right, to get back to the plot, um, Taiju, through his sheer, what seems like willpower, he stays conscious throughout. There seems to be some sort of element to turning to stone where it you eventually lose consciousness and just pass out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas he stayed um, conscious and with it, basically focusing on his love for this girl, uh, Uzuria. Uzuria. Uz- Uz- yeah. yeah, Uzuria. Um, and eventually you see him, eventually the stone starts to crack and he, he comes back um, to reality. Snap. I, I was reality. waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, but there's also, uh, I'm assuming uh, Senku moved him into the cave. Because he was sort of like uh, on yeah. a bed in the cave. getting And, and mm. yeah. Um, did he also? So we see from the first few. I was going to say, did he also move the the hundreds of people around the cave, or were they just because they're sort of like they're all like positioned almost ceremonially, ceremoniously around outside the cave? They're all on like the the hills around. There's just gr- lines mm-hmm. and lines of people. Seems weird. 
I don't think so. Okay. Like we see a couple of them are still trapped under roots and stuff that have grown over the top of the statues and, and whatnot. Right. So I don't think Senku moved all of them. I think he found, and we find out over the course of the first episode that he's, he's so confident that Taiju is going to wake up that he writes a note on the tree oh, yeah. and he puts him in the same uh, cave that Senku himself woke up from and then gives him instructions on for Taiju on how to find him, right. basically. Mm. And this is what was quite interesting in the manga. So the first chapter came out and Taiju was the protagonist. He was the main boy. Senku was this kind of ancillary character who um, looked completely different to how he does in the anime. He looked way kind of grungier and uh, more evil-ish oh, looking right, okay. in those first chapters. But then as the first few weeks of serialization went on, they just went, ah, having the dumbass as the main character doesn't quite work. So as of like chapter three or four, they do like a hard shift. Right. And you you kind of see it in the, these first three episodes where Senku becomes the driving force of the entire plot and we start getting his inner monologue instead of Taiju's. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think that, I think that's, that's a good choice. I think mm. the um, bumbling buffoon routine would have probably grown tiresome as, at, at a certain point. Um, and there's more. I feel it already gets kind of tiresome in the first. Three. It does. There, there, there's there's a depth. You just scream. There's a depth to Senku that I feel like will become more interesting as time goes on. Like the moral implications. Senku, no, Taiju is just a. It's just a. It's just a good guy. He just wants to do the right thing. Yeah. He loves his girl, and he's such a good guy, <laughs> man. And that's because I can't believe how much of a good guy he is. <laughs> wow, Will. How much of a good guy is that Sukasa? He's hunting. Only a good guy hunts. So there's, there's only fun- a good guy will protect uh, us. Again, a good, only a good guy hunts people. Only a good guy hunts. <laughs> oh God! Um, so the year is five thousand seven hundred and thirty-eight, and um, because and we know this because Senku has counted in seconds somehow. I feel like he should say there's some margin for error. He just he just knows he's right here, like. Uh, the counting bit is the most impressive bit, but just say like give or take a hundred year, hundred years or something, mm. because he said he almost passed out at certain points. And how does he know how long a second is? Is his internal biological clock that accurate? I guess so. That's a superpower, man. Like he's, but you're right. He does say um, he kind of he peaks every nine days in terms of consciousness, and then kind of has to go back to it. And we start to nine see days, kind of. A, yeah, that's how he says every. X amount, what was it, like 800,000 seconds or something. Mm. So scaling that to days. Did you calculate that? So he's staying conscious. Yes, I decided to bust out the calculator and was like, right, I'm I'm finding out exactly how long each of this is taking. Well, the biggest biggest concern for me is he, in in the dub anyway, he he said that that's about the same length of time as his bowel movements. Nine days is a long bowel movement. It's a long gap between bowel movements. When he's passing out, he he says... Thank you. Yeah. Do you have IBS? Maybe. maybe <laughs> it's just he's just not pooping. Or maybe I'm pretty he, sure it is. I'm... Maybe he calculates his calorie intake so perfectly, and he eats the right <laughs> amount of foods and sustenance that his waist is so small because he's just utilizing everything from food. I always think that whenever oh, I that. eat healthily, which is very often, I poop less. <laughs> um, because I feel like I'm getting taking more of the nutrients from the food. 
and there's less like, waste. Finally, a fucking vegetable. Yeah, it's like carrots. It's retain ah! as much of it as possible. It's just holding it inside. <laughs> it's like we can't let this go. We don't know when the next one's going to come. <laughs> They're just like rationing. I can it already inside. see Uber Eats open on his phone. <laughs> uh, um. So yeah, Ty. Senku poops once every nine days, and he, he he wakes up six months earlier than Taiju and starts working. Yeah, so I like uh, going back to what you said about the scientific co- consultant. I love that because I think it'd have been a really big letdown to think that all of this didn't have any sort of scientific basis and basis in reality. Then it would also give them the opportunity to sort of just do whatever they wanted, whereas at least they're constrained to real life to yeah. a, to an extent. And like it, it's stretching believability in terms of what they can accomplish but i think something that the show does especially well in this first episode is really take into account the passage of time mm, yeah in other shonen shows it's like okay we need to get the MacGuffin. so what we're going to do is we're going to do two days of training that should take five years but we've <laughs> found this super way to shrink it down uh, okay, all right okay whereas here they're like okay we need alcohol we need wine mm. well all the buildings on earth are destroyed we're going to have to make it from scratch. Oh, lucky we found the berries. There's your convenience. And then they just wait two weeks. Yeah. And I love that. I love that we still see them surviving and building. And the, even the first attempt of the um, distilling process going wrong and the, the entire chamber breaking <laughs> and then having to start again. It's like, oh, they're actually really focusing on that trial and error and trial and error process that has led humanity to where we are now in terms of science it's, like, it re- and that little montage yeah which, which montage of the of the was just at the end of episode one yeah where it's all kind of like kind of sped up the time lapse yeah i loved it so much like the personality from both senku and taiju and the little little things like him propping up the the door and then sitting down and ah oh, yeah it's just nice yeah i thought it was beautiful i'm trying to find where where i where i wrote it i definitely wrote something about that time-lapse, uh, but I can't find it. Uh, yeah, I was really impressed with that. Um, trying to remember, there was... Uh, was it the music? Because goddamn, the music in the show slaps. Yeah, you, yeah the music was awesome. Like, do you, the OP and ED. The, the, uh-huh. Do you want to jump into it? We've, yeah. we've never done that before. Let's, let's, let's jump it. into it. So the OP, the, the soundtracks to both are... I love them. I think they're, they're, they're real... Really? Yeah, I really do. I like the, um, mm. I, I think I love the ED soundtrack more because it's just a bit different. It's like this urban grimy sort of. My man. <laughs> yeah, you like, you enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Go on. So what it's, so it's, so it's this sort of urban rap style, uh, low key acoustic guitar playing, um, and it just, it just vibes like hell. Like the artwork as well is quite unique. It's got this sort of, Oil painting, what I think it's yeah, oil paint canvas style. Um, oh, it's blotchy. Just started snowing. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Thank you. It's just yeah, yeah, and um, it does these modern scenes of like urban cities and and stuff, and um, yeah, it's it's re- it's a really nice chilled song, but interesting enough that it's not just your typical ED. Um, it's an amazing ED. Mm. It is an amazing. Because starting, for, again, like you said, that, that low-key acoustic guitar to start it off, and then Senku just looking at the sky, and you think, oh, it's going to be one of those, the song's going to play, the credits going to go by. Mm. And then they just go into this celebration of modern science and technology, and we see the 
phones, we see the games, we see the clubs, we see the signs, and then it comes around to this beautiful artwork by the original um, artist, the illustrator, uh, Boichi, who's I think is a Korean artist uh, who's working with a Japanese writer on the manga. Mm. And his artwork, his original artwork is mind-blowing. Wow. It's almost photorealistic. Okay. And he does these great character pictures in full color for to support the ED as we get the kind of the roll call of the cast. Um, and like you said, the song is just, I'm not ashamed to admit, it's one of my most played songs on my anime playlist. I vibe so hard to life. Is oh, So I'm guessing from that, because from your original reaction when I said that I liked both, do you are you not that much of a fan of the OP? It's difficult because it is a shonen, and the song uh, "Good Morning World" mm. is good. Mm. But the problem is, how do you make a show about survival and science fit into a shonen-y mold? Like, I think there's a lot of well animated stuff here. Yeah. But I think it falls into the trappings of everybody's looking at something off screen and here's all the characters. Yay. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah. I mean, there was, there was, there was that from a visual point of view, there was a very typical, um, character exposition. It showed us some characters from that we're going to meet further down the line, a bit of spoilers and stuff, mm-hmm. um, or teasers, I should say, not really spoilers. Um, and then, but but then there was some quite nice elements. Like I liked the moments when it was almost Inuyashiki style uh, mechanics coming out the back of um, the characters. Yeah. They had like the it, it almost I don't know whether it was three D, but it almost was looked three three D uh, cogs and stuff that were sort of freeze framed, floating away from. Uh, I don't know if it was. I think it was Senku, um, mm-hmm. and that I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, there was some kaleidoscopic visuals that were just were all right. Um, the visuals weren't mind blowing, but I did enjoy the song. I thought the song was pretty pump. Um, mm. But it is a good. But one. I guess, yeah, I, I I can understand it being a bit underwhelming, but I thought it was good. Mm. I didn't think there was too much. I think I it, yeah, I I, and I enjoyed the opening, the very opening scene. It's quite a like quite a big sort of um, what is it? Good morning world or whatever. Yeah, so it goes, uh, Ohio Sekai, good morning world. Yeah. So Ohio means good morning, yeah. Sekai means world. Yeah. And so I, the, I, I figured, just, I figured, good morning world, good morning world. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it meant that because it was close to Isekai, which is another world. Mm-hmm. That means, yeah, that means, yeah, look at you picking up the, uh, the occasional Japanese face. You'll be, you'll be thriving when you come out to visit. <laughs> yep. So yeah. Okay. So ED really good. OP mixed, but yeah, middle of the road. I well, for me, middle of the road for you slightly better, mm. and yeah, yeah, all all good, cool. But the OST in in the show in general, I feel as well. There's a lot of really good tracks. They had three separate composers working on it, right? And there's, I don't know, the the instruments they use, like for the when it gets to the next time and during a bunch of the crafting um, montages, we get this. I, I don't think they're bagpipes. Okay. But they might be bagpipes. <laughs> they, they're right. just tuned and not awful. Right. Yeah. There's some sort of kind of like high pitched. Yeah, no, I, I, I can, pic- I can, I can not picture because that would be. Picture the sound. I can picture, can I you? can picture the sound. I can, yeah. Well, what do you say? I can, or, uh, 
I can imagine the sound. I can imagine the sound. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know which bit you're referring to. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, mm. Let's go with bagpipes. Even though it's definitely not bagpipes. Um, can we talk about character? Yes. Okay. So, who's your favorite? Who's my favorite? I think. Yeah. I think it has to be Senku at this stage. Senku has to be top top boy because he is science gremlin. Science. He is science gremlin. Um, his design is cool. His design is something we haven't seen before. Mm. This ridiculous hair. This white sort of, I, I don't even know what, how, how that's even scientifically possible. He remind, who, who's he remind me of? His, his hair is almost as big as his, the rest of his body. It's like got that really disproportionate. Yeah. It's just like another three foot on top of his head. Um, so the design himself. Like Goku. He's just turned super saiyan. Yeah. He's yeah. just not going back. Yeah. His, um, so his design is really cool, but then. His perspective on the world is just that bit more interesting. I think the others are let down by their, the cliches and by the mm. sort of predictability of them. Yeah. And I think you just have that bit of unknown with Senku where he's, you, you sort of vibe that he's going to do things that are a bit off the wall. He's thinking outside the box. He's, he's, he's the crazy genius that will do things. He keeps referring to the fact that he's not moved by any of these sort of sentiments. He's just looking at the scientific rational rationality yeah. and the odds and, yeah, he is. and sort of just doing mm. things based on what is lo- logically and logistically possible. Um, yeah, he's dope. But you can see even, even with that, even though he says this big game, there's a lot of stuff that he, you can see that he does have a heart mm. in terms of like, when we get the big reveal with uh, Sukasa and Sukasa's motivations, yeah, we get that glimpse inside, and he's like, "This guy's bad news." Like he has a moral compass, even though um, a lot of the things he does, he does it in a very—I I use the word gremlin because it's the best way I can think of to describe. But he's just obsessed with science and doing things in this particular way to the point where he—he's happy to just destroy a literal maybe 3,000 year old Buddha statue mm. to help with his instruments. But he's doing that all with the grand purpose of reviving all of humanity. And it, it, is, even is, if is he's that, going about it's just, there is, there is, there is there, I would disagree a little bit though, because I don't know whether his motivation mm-hmm. is to revive humanity. It's to see if he can accomplish this great scientific feat more than anything he's trying to challenge himself it's the it's the excitement he gets from the science from the um that sort of adrenaline that he feeds off he he talks about like how that's what gets him going he loves all things science and i think this is exhilarating yeah and but you know potentially he does do he he does balance that and and sort of with um sukasa he's very against his ideology so i guess you 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 do see that as well but i think the the initial interest isn't in saving humanity it's in wow what can we do with this science how can we accelerate mm. and, and and this is another bit that i love about the show the way they talk about accelerating that scientific process from over a millennia like what's taken millions of years for humanity to get get to this stage of with the technical technological advances that we live in today and how can we accelerate that in the period of months and years um i mm. love how they go go about that i think it's 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 so good and it's such a nice point of like frame of reference for the viewer as well yes. to be like 
oh, we're currently in the Stone Age and we need to make a gun or we're going to get killed by this primate high schooler. Therefore, we need to be advancing our scientific uh, knowledge by about three million yeah. years. And it's like, wait, actually, no, that tracks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. It's crazy. Because <laughs> they are going from literally pointy sticks to, okay, now we need a pointy stick that I can fire. Like when he pulls out the crossbow in episode three and it's like, in all of human history, the second you've developed a ranged weapon, you have the advantage. Mm. Not in the face of Sukasa, because this man has a literal walking cheat code. Yeah. But it's interesting that Senku's mind has already gone there. He's already started preparing after they revived What's him. The fourth he, he's, he's, fourth What's use? the fourth use? What's the fourth use? Bang, bang, pew, pew. <laughs> it, what, is it? Yeah. You um, combine the, what was it? Was it calcium? Calcium carbonate, wasn't it? Calcium carbonate. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you mix that with the sulfur that they find in the hot springs. Right. And then pew, 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 okay. Right. You've got the guns. Okay. So in, when I was making my notes in episode two, I'd literally, I was like, this is going to come in useful later. So I'm, I, I was like, he definitely said four things. So I was noting them down. You can, so basically, for those of us that haven't seen it, um, uh, what's he called? Senku. Senku, um, works out a way to develop calcium carbonate because he says it's a, like essential to what they want to do in the future. It's a really useful, um, sort of comp, uh, tool. tool. Yeah. He uses it to, they use it to make for agricultural purposes. They use it for creating mortar, um, for building purposes. They use it for making soap and cleaning products to disinfect Roll stuff. Credits. Roll credits. Yeah. Cause he says, uh, when they talk about, oh, the this is our very own. Dr. Stone. He does say that, yeah. He does say that. Um, and he doesn't say the fourth thing. And I think this is the point when he's becoming suspicious of Sukasa. Is that his name? Yeah, Sukasa. Yeah. Um, and I was like, ah. So I was, I was spitballing ideas of what it could be. Like, what's the fourth thing going to be? Is it going to be weapons? Gunpowder? Oh. So I literally, I said gunpowder. And then, and then later on, I was like, oh, they're going to find gunpowder. So the calcium carbonate thing was wrong. Um, but it, but so you're saying that they mix the two together. Okay. So mm. I was kind of right. I was kind of right. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you've got somebody who's as much of a beast as Sukasa, like the only way that you're keeping up is if you can fire something at him. That he literally cannot dodge. Because this man... Yeah, dude. Or, can we talk about or, briefly? Yeah, we, we will, yeah, or like the other route is like poison or sort of traps. Like, I mean... <laughs> Just pitfalls all around. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I saw that man jump off a tree and catch a bird in midair. A pitfall's going to do jack shit to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He will fall down and somehow spray... He'll use... I don't know. He'll condense the air so he can spring back up. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're... Intru- the man punched a lion so He punched hard, a fucking lion it? in the face, man. He punched <laughs> a lion and killed it. Like, what? Look at me. Look at me. I am the king of the jungle now. <laughs> Oh, he's insane and we get this weird montage of just how insane he is he goes he goes from killing punching a lion and killing it to kicking a boar to death he then strangles <gasps> a goose mid-air and stabs a bunch of piranha from the middle of the bloody ocean like he's it just it's just unstoppable when it comes to the animal kingdom um wow he's such a good guy <laughs> He gathered all that food for us. What a good guy. Yeah. Um, and 
it's a shame that we couldn't keep him as a good guy, really. <laughs> I, I, I guess he's just too <laughs> overpowered. Um, but it, but yeah. again, we don't want this to turn into, mm, do we? I was going to say we don't want to turn this into Grimgar, where they have to spend three episodes cooking a meal. Um, but, <laughs> but then again, it is sort of this fight for survival. Can they? So I don't know. I don't know whether uh, having him there basically allows them to move on with other things because he can collect the food. It, he can. It gives them an antagonist, like an actual. Yeah, but I'm saying if he stays good. Oh, but even, if he's, even before if, that. if he stays good, mm. then it gives them an out for a lot of situations that we could be repeatable over and over again otherwise, like defending against wild animals or collecting wild food. He and... can just do that, <laughs> like get that out of the way and then we can carry yeah. on with progressing society. <laughs> but is that realistic? Do we want to see maybe how they do that without him? Mm. It's, a, it's a balance. I, I think... Yeah, it would be interesting to see in an ideal world, okay, these three work together, how far do they get and how fast do they accomplish it in? Mm. But in this early stage of the story, like in most shonen in Jump Magazine, you already at this point have an established enemy. And Dr. Stone's established enemy was nature. And it's Mm. very difficult to amp up people to root for your main character when there's not like a, a tangible bad guy to fight so we then get this heel face turn from Sukasa mm. where he reveals his motivation and i guess his kind of grand plan that's interesting his yeah i was just going to say that's interesting i hadn't thought about it like that that that, that sort of lack of tangible um adversary um and that's almost a shame though It'd be because int- I think yeah. it's, it's a harder challenge, uh, absolutely. But that is the main adversary. You know, nature is the main problem. And I guess I don't know what, what we find out later, but the whole reason behind turning to stone—that is the main sort mm. of. If it's something or someone, yeah, it's the, it's, it's the it's the the main thing that we're trying to figure out. So yeah, I get I get why they've done it, and I get why they've put that adversary in there. But it is sort of a bit of a seg but a bit a bit disappointing in in some regard yeah. what were you going to say you what do i what do i think of i was gonna say what did you think of um Sukasa's motivations because we find out that he wants to bullshit keep stone world as a stone world i was gonna <laughs> so w- why do you think it's bullshit then like what i just i just think his um unbelievable factor well okay so his his whole thing is that he wants to get rid of all the adults and only revive children or the young, the unjaded, the unsullied sort of portion of society so that we can start afresh. And we, because the people, if we revive all the adults, we bring all the adults back, they're, they're going to be thankful for a second and then they're just going to go off and create society and start claiming things as their own. And it's just going to have the same problems mm. we had originally. It would be a logistical nightmare. What? Bring, like, choose it. Oh, bringing people back, bringing everyone back. Like, yeah, bringing everybody back and then everybody, obviously, like, coming into it with a modern-day sensibility into, Mm. like, straight back into the world. Mm. I can see him, I can see his point of, like, the greedy adults are just going to be like, well, I was the mayor of Tokyo beforehand, so therefore you should all listen to me. Go hunter-gather for me. Yeah, I get that. I get that, absolutely. But I don't think the solution is to kill them all and to Mm. then just bring revive the children. Like, and and 
even so, like he destroys everyone in a certain zone. Like there, there are there are clearly children, and it looks like he just kills them as well. Um, when when he goes off on his little <laughs> rampage, um, mm-hmm. so it looks like he's not even sticking to his own beliefs for that part. But um, going back to what his his whole thing is, first of all, you're assuming that all the youth are unjaded. Second of all, mm. you're assuming all the adults are dickheads. Third of all, you're assuming that you can tell that from their stone faces. From just a statue. <laughs> like, I understand him seeing the guy who abused him as a kid. Yes, I get that. And yeah. and taking the revenge. I can, I can empathize with that. But then going just off into the middle of Tokyo and then just indiscriminately smashing up a bunch of... Mm. Or, well, I, my primate high school powers tell me that this was a bad human punch yeah <laughs> like mm, it's a bit much uh, yeah i don't really i don't i don't get it like i think i think the sensible thing to do and like to go back to your previous point about the logistics of bringing back a, an entire <laughs> population is to set up a system where you make sure provisions and um shelter and all of the bare essentials that humanity needs to survive are set up before you start bringing people back and then you bring them back one at a time integrate them into society give them some sort of education as to you know quick sort of his new state of the his world. state of the world 101 and we're gonna just tell you exactly what's going on and what our role is and what we, what society we're setting up they then take that for take that as a given and they build up this um very slow society where everyone's on board and the moment that someone isn't well it doesn't matter because we've got a whole society already set up now where you've got to do what we say and we'll damn son you're start, starting to sound a lot like a, a bit of a red-blooded socialist there <laughs> hell yeah damn right son oh. socialism is the way forward oh, no. yo let's go oh, no. what have i become <laughs> but no i think you're right like the, the tricky balance to get over here is the immediate need for a villain and also trying to also make his point understandable. You could see a lot of, I guess, virtue in the points he's making. Yeah. A lot of the youth today have been very negatively affected by the decisions of those of an older generation, whether it's yep. housing prices, whether it's getting jobs, whatever. Pollution. So Destroying the world. A complete reset and just living in a stone world as they say mm. it, i could see it being very appealing for those who were fucked over by modern systems is it sustainable very likely not would it eventually just lead back to the same things that happened in regular society yeah probably like if we're thinking about this in the same kind of time frames that dr stone has been introduced us to mm. in another thousand years would Sukasa's grand vision be held so firmly that many generations down the line or would another person like Senku appear and push the boundaries forward of what technology there is and what social systems need to be in place and introducing currency and trading and wealth like we see this even in other animal kingdoms the use of um, trading and bartering and kind of monetizing things I figure Sukasas would have his perfect paradise for all of one generation. And then mm. as soon as he, him as the linchpin is gone, the rest of it falls into ashes. Yeah, that's interesting. I think um, it's a very pessimistic way of looking at it, but probably not not, not <laughs> inaccurate. Yeah, 
he he is the linchpin at this stage i think what happens with generation after generation is that you become so far removed from the the event it's like it's like the world wars it's like kids nowadays um and even us in our generation we didn't go through it but we had family potentially who did um as as generations move on um that remembrance that um that huge impact the wars have had becomes less and less um relatable and then there becomes without that remembrance there becomes that potential for revisiting the past and things Mm. happening again and it's the same with time is a flat circle yeah yeah and it's the same potentially here i think again once people are out of your control once you revive enough people um and you bring enough of society back over the say you you gave the time frame of a thousand years that's a hell of a long time like you are Mm. you're going to expect that people form their own communities people form their own sort of way of doing things and that that, the cultures change and people spread across the globe and inevitably people are going to set up their own systems whether they whether they result in the same scale destruction of the planet that this has that's probably where you can either be optimistic or pessimistic because potentially they can sort of find a nice balance where things can coexist but ultimately with overpopulation stuff at some point down the line things because there are only finite resources so unless you can Mm. somehow produce infinite resources then things get a bit nasty that's just yeah human nature and oh no i need that they have that I want that. I'm going to get it. So, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I think that's why seeing Senku's kind of starry eyed optimism of, of, I'm going to bring everybody back. And so everybody with a modern mindset can help to rebuild back to what we had before. They know what we had. And so we want to build back towards that. So the only way we can do that is by working together. I think that's a really interesting point of view for a protagonist to have. Mm. i've got a um i've got a a, 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 a what's it called like um i want to i want to throw a scenario at you all right so Im- okay. imagine you're a young it. girl and you're you've been you're walking your dog on your way to uh, uh, just just before school or on maybe it's lunchtime okay. you, you, you've gone home you're walking your dog and um yeah. then the world turns to stone and mm-hmm. you come back some after thousands of years someone revives you and you wake up and you're holding a lead and at the end of the lead is just a bag of bones well the bones wouldn't be there for one because they'd have disintegrated so that's a really sick joke for somebody to be playing on this poor girl statue (laughs) there was a bit when she turned to stone and the dog's caught in the lead and she's holding onto the lead and i'm like what about the dog but don't 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 let the don't let the dog like and this is this is where the protagonist the next protagonist or the next antagonist comes from because she's just so distraught that her dog has died that she goes on this rampage and just and they have to stop her because she becomes this ultimate villain because of because of i can't believe that she was the ultimate villain all along she even got a voiced line which was uh, oh did she yeah so maybe yeah she was like oh no it's going dark i can't see oh bless oh dark Cool. Anything else you want to you want to touch on? We we've rambled a lot, but we haven't covered that much. The comedy in this is good. I, I think the comedy lands. 
for for the for the most part. I think yeah. some of it becomes a bit jaded with uh, Taiju um, and his bounciness, just screaming, screaming, just screaming constantly. Just screaming but he does have some good lines with it. I think there are some good moments yeah. where, um, like when he first wants to bring back you- cell phones. <laughs> Cell phones, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, you really like cell phones. That'd be really good. Well, how many millions of years are you thinking? <laughs> it's a bit when like they're uh trying to bring what's she called again? Use a hero. Use back. a hero back. And um he's like, Hold on, she's naked and just pokes him in the eye. And she just jabs him. <laughs> like, no one cares. No one cares if your dick's hanging out. She does not have a dick. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And he's like, how how heavy is that? <laughs> it's like, you better not be calling She's us fat. She's not fat. That's, that's not what I was... Oh, that's my God. I'm saying, I'm just dude. seeing Senku just, like, having to put up yeah. with his dumbassery. And he's like, I love they're it. running away. They get... All the lions come out, and he's running away from them. Why are there lions in the middle of Japan? <laughs> <laughs> Use your head. But also, this is not the time. <laughs> just, just Great little moment that I found really funny, which wasn't... I guess maybe not traditionally funny okay. is when uh, Sukasa attacks or he comes back to camp after Senku figures out that he's going to be murdering all these statues. Mm. And Taiju goes, you can just hit me yeah. and yeah. you can punch me as much as you like. Just don't murder anybody. <laughs> and Sukasa genuinely takes like a good 10 seconds to put his <laughs> hand to his face and just goes, huh? What? <laughs> There's no deal here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but the- you can see him turning over like every possibility yeah. in his head. He's just like, this is, what? he's trying to figure out whether this is incredibly clever and incredibly genius. And he's missing something here or whether Taiju is just an absolute moron. That stupid. Like, oh, Turns okay. out that, yes, Taiju is just that stupid. I'm also not sure what happens oh. as to why he falls down. Like, cause he doesn't hit him again. As far as I see, it, it's just the reverberation. It's just like a belated. Yeah. Yeah, but like a belated reaction to it. But he put he kicks him in the arms and then like his head's bleeding. I don't know. It's just a I thought it was it wasn't exactly it wasn't a smooth transition into him passing out. I feel like if he'd have got hit in the head or something, that'd have been different, but it was a bit weird. Yeah, I guess his arms kinda high up, so maybe the foot kinda pinged through it. Maybe through, maybe the animation. But no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the animation in this I would say is fairly Basic, it serves its purpose. There's a few moments of nice flourishes, like the moment where Sukasa breaks out of the stone and he catches the arrow. Um, But I don't think there's anything really to stand out, I would say, in comparison to other shows of this genre. I would agree with the animation specifically, but I think the the colours and the um, character designs and the sort of... (laughs) The, the the depth and the shadow and the, the the effort that they've gone to with the art from the art perspective I think is mm. gorgeous I think some of the artworks yeah. are beautiful um like there's some of those the, sunset the scenes the direction's and, good too yeah 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 like, the, the direction is good even yeah. if it's not like the most fluidly animated thing in the world yeah with what they've got the director does a great job of still lending that weight to scenes and like you say use choices of color and shot composition to make it still yeah. seem like this really interesting um adventure even if it is a bit more limited than your usual shonen fair so good yeah. job guys I, I think that's i think that's fair what um what's the run run time of this like is it is it two core 10 core 15 core what what, what, what are we looking at is a 
It, so it's 24 episodes. And then actually season two is only 11 episodes. Right. How many seasons are there? Just the two? Just two, with a third okay. season confirmed and coming sometime next year. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, okay. Um, right, I'm thinking we're ready for the big, big three questions. Is there anything you want to touch on before we move on? There's stuff that we can get to, but go on. Yeah, there's stuff that comes in. The only thing that I, I kind of want to tack on to the end is that I really appreciate this style of shonen storytelling. Um, mm. The idea of this being a shonen where the battles are not battles. The whole idea of Death Note and shows of that ilk. I like the changing of the, keeping the formula mostly the same. We've got to have some form of battle. But in this case, the battle is we need to figure out the revival fluid or we need to get away from Tsukasa. So we need these things. I think it's mm. just interesting to have more cerebral stuff aimed at young boys to kind of spark that passion for science or learning or whatever. And I think it's yeah. that this show is a good use of that. Cool. All right. Well, um, we'll, we'll discuss that more. Uh, as we get into our big three, because that's a that's a good one for sort of concept. Okay, we're going to move into big three. So for those of you that don't know, we ask three questions. One about concept. Does it do a... What is the concept? Is it good? And do they good, do a good job of executing it? Um, how do they put that into play? Number two is about turnoffs. Is there anything big or major that could stop people watching this, turn them off? especially from a newbie point of view. And finally, how does it overcome them? Is it, what, what's my word? What's my word that I use to describe it? Watchability, compelability. Compelability, compelability. Yeah. Does it, does it overcome those negatives? And uh, are we going to carry on watching? Yeah. Is it good? Basically. <laughs> Is it a Sam, good thing? Does it make my brain go burr? <laughs> Sam, first of all, before we get to the burr question, um, do you, well, what do you think to the concept? What do you think to the concept and the execution? I think it's a great take on the survival genre. Having the Shonen series focus on science rather than powers is actually really interesting, especially that at the end of every episode, they say, whilst the story is fictional, all of the science here is based on reality. Please don't try at home. And even in the manga, <laughs> we get lots of, don't do this at home, kids. It's definitely illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like okay the moment where they brew wine and they're they're drinking it together and they're like this is technically underage drinking ah but technically we're 3700 years old so yeah yeah like cool. i actually uh did used uh one of the recipes from the manga and made to make gunpowder <laughs> yeah and then i shot the uh high schooler that was running at me after he punched a lion at the zoo so you know of harambe got nothing on this um, <laughs> But yeah, like I used the, the same ingredients to make cola and it tasted like, you know, that not Coke or like Pepsi flavor, but you know, that kind of, did you ever have like the little mm. panda juice boxes back at school? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was that kind of cola flavoring. Nice. Um, and it's just made by frying a certain herb and some lemon and then adding, mixing it all together. So you can perform these experiments at home in uh, limited ways, which I think is really awesome. good. Yeah, no, that's fun. And yeah, I guess Stone Age with superpowered high schoolers is just sets up interesting conflicts and quests for them to do. Yeah. So yeah, I really like it. How about you? Yeah, I, lo I love the concept. I think um, it really tickles that sort of scientific intrigue that I, can't, I haven't really, I don't, I think it's 
potentially what now this is just completely on the fly um mm-hmm. you know you know big bang theory yes right it's it's fast food as far as comedy is concerned it's not exactly yeah. high level comedy and there's a lot of repetition and, and and i don't know i've always enjoyed it though because i've enjoyed some of the scientific jokes now they're not highbrow they're not, it's not like they're mm. expecting you you don't need to know a lot about science to be able to keep up with the, what they're talking about but it just t- it's it's that nice safe zone of like ha huh, that and and i've always been interested in science i've always had a, a small passion for it and I, i'm always very curious around it so i think this show does a good job of balancing that and i think generally this show has a good balance of comedy with intense moments and sort of plot developments and character arcs i think they they it's just a well-produced show that balances all these things well like there there were moments when i genuinely laughed out loud and Mm. but it wasn't constant it wasn't over the top it was sort of just little bits here and there that sort of made and then again it had the poignant moments one of the big things is the amount the, the they do the big moments justice they make them feel impactful and have weight mm. to them. So there's the bit when like they, he first breaks out, um, yeah, when yeah. Taiju first breaks out of the rock and it's this big moment and you can feel it. And when he meets Senku and they embrace and he's like so happy, it's, it's so yeah. pure. I um, think a lot of the, the big moments are helped a lot by the, and this comes into the execution of it, the, the sound design. Like there's lots of really yeah, yeah. heavy, bassy, sound effects that like when Sukasa punches the lion, there's always like this cracking effect. And then yeah. when he grabs the arrow, there's this like yeah. sound as he like spins around. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of like a, a, a shortcut to being like, Oh, this is something super intense and it helps yeah. to build that tension. And, to, and like you said, make those big moments even bigger. There was a gorgeous bit when, um, when he, when he, when he catches Usuria for the mm. first time when when she sort of cracks open and she just falls into his arms. I thought I was going to hate that, but I genuinely liked it. I thought the art was quite cool and I liked I liked the moment. I thought, "Oh, that's that's that the way they've done that is quite cool." Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting that for that bit specifically because in three episodes we barely have any communication between them, but because that is his driving motivator, it kind of still works in mm. that they've been reunited even though it's dire straits and it's like just a nice moment and she's just fully on board from the from the, the word go and she just like very naturally falls into the trio yeah that's yeah, good i will say as well that in mm-hmm. terms of execution yeah i feel this is the first shonen and one of the rare few shows where the third episode kept up in the ante and kept the stakes and the plot moving at quite a nice brisk pace i feel a lot of other shonen shows and even regular shows that we watch the first two episodes sell us on the concept and try to kind of push a small story arc into it. But then the yeah. third episode takes a backseat and really calms down so that the characters get more in the spotlight. Mm. But Dr. Stone is quite consistent with character development, flashbacks, intense moments, scientific development, and it's just go, 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 go for all three mm. of these episodes. Yeah. Which I think is a point in its favour. Yeah, definitely. I think they probably got a bit of an advantage because there's more to more to develop in this world. There's like mm. so many, like they have to move so quickly with these scientific <laughs> developments if they're going to sort of get to any sort of conclusions 
within however many seasons they're going to go for. But do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're condensing stuff and there's so much you can possibly do that you can afford to move things a bit quicker, potentially. Like when you've got yeah. a typical shonen where, right, the powers are set up. Now what? Well, we don't want to just have them defeat the bad guy. They have to slow things down. So here there are so many endless possibilities with scientific developments at least um, and mm-hmm. social developments that yeah. they can maybe be a bit fast and loose with how quickly they play it. And it helps as well that because we're familiar with how things used to be, we can get on board with that pace going. Mm, like if it yeah. was any other show where it's like, oh, we have zero magic, but now we need to have three million magic. And it happens <laughs> like that, we would be yeah. decrying it for being rushed and whatever. But because it's like, that's the whole point of this show. It works. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, what about that second question? Turnoffs. What do you think, or is there anything that um, a new time viewer might find as a bit of a hurdle, as a stumbling block, something that might make them not want to continue with this show? Um, no. I, 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 I have, you have to be really nitpicky. Um, you know, the characters potentially can be a bit grating. Maybe the cliches and the and the overpoweredness of that. You know, you said how they've got one skill that's like a hundred level, um, yeah, and nothing else. Like I think maybe that could be a bit the unrealisticness of that. But it's quirky and it's fun. I like I like that they do that. Some people might not. So yeah, you know, the potential for Senku to just get everything right might be might great people and just know everything about science and be that brilliant plot device that can just do everything um but he's still he's still hindered by his surroundings and what he's got available he's he's got that brilliant ability but he's got to do it in a really unusual situation so i think that's where it's balanced um it's balanced as well because his physicality is awful in every scene we see on the hike he's out of breath and he's stumbling yeah yeah. he can barely keep up and his finesse with crafting tools is it's like you said, it's limited. We see his tools failing a few times. Like he's got this maxed skill, but he's not always able to apply it in the ideal way. So I think as much as that could be grating and if miswritten, it could be um, yeah. a big pitfall. At the moment, I think that it looks like it's handled in a really, dare I say, realistic way. I think, I think what's interesting as well um, is that in this world, if we go back to sort of prehistoric Neanderthal sort of times, his skill is pointless. Like what you yeah. need is uh, Sukasa and Taiju, the strong, the physical, who can mm-hmm. outrun lions and who can defend, build, build things and defend themselves. Um, obviously, there he's he's got different objectives. He's got different. He, he's almost, he's trying to counterbalance that with his smarts. So he's using his smarts to, to counterbalance that. But it's, that's a really interesting dynamic because these guys are actually that in this situation, they're really useful in the modern day. And we've probably seen this in other shows in the modern day. Sometimes those characters are there just as filler, just to bounce off, just to have some other person for the protagonist to be with. Um, mm. whereas here they actually serve a really important purpose and are essential to the yeah. progression of the plot. Mm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah, apart from that, I don't really think there are any major turnoffs. Um, 
and it's, it's, it's a little bit sketchy actually here and there but oh yeah again yeah, it's it was, yeah. so it was a bit, out, a bit random as well wasn't it it was almost like the shower scene from um harlock it's just that yeah just that it's sort of inserted there this sort of anime scream and and then that's that's it Ooh, woo. oh no i'm naked in taiju's yeah. thoughts and i guess you know he's a horny whatever 15 16 year old boy so that's going to be on his mind but also every character in the show is drawn to be as sexy as possible at almost all times like sukasa yeah. is this peak fitness muscles on muscles god and he's constantly either naked and has like a fish covering his dick or like he's just showing his <laughs> finely shaped ass like yeah. Yeah. and then once Yuzuhira is revived her clothes have this big opening down the entire side down of the side you can yeah see like all of the side boob and thigh you need and i don't know if that's actually that off-putting i feel like because of the setting like, yeah none of these guys are craftsmen they're just like They've Sukasa's skinned a few animals, and this is the best they've got to deal with. So yeah. it doesn't, unlike with other sketchy etchy shows, like with Grimgar, uh, sketchy etchy, or with something else, I'm not pulled out of the story because there's something sexy happening or a character looks sexy. It's just, as Senku says, we're in a stone world. It doesn't matter if your ass or your dick's hanging out. Yeah, but I, I also feel like um, Senku is this high level genius. Um, measuring a piece of material so that it covers your entire body would be no difficulty whatsoever. And he's deliberately left a gap of like three inch, five inches or whatever at each side. It's like, eh, could you have just done it, a, offered a little bit more material either side and then there was no gap? Who Confirms. knew? Who knew? Like a thigh man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just got, well, we've got a, yeah, I, 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 this is just fashion. I am now Senku fashion trend. All he's, fashion he's, in my yeah, world. Exactly. And all women shall wear tiny miniskirts. <laughs> uh, and men too. What? Yep, yeah, I said it. That's happening now. Did I stutter? <laughs> Sukasa in a skirt? I could dig it. <laughs> uh, I do worry about you sometimes. Okay, so does it do enough? The final question is... It's uh, compelling enough. Does it have compelability? Um, I think, yeah. I'm fairly... Yeah. Are you kidding? It is. I mean, I want to see how it goes. I want to see the inventions that they're going to make. Mate, my endorphins are firing massively with this show. I I love this concept. And I I genuinely, yeah, really want to, really want to pursue it. I think, I think the, the detail in the, the drawing and stuff is really good. It's really, it's obviously a modern show. So it's, you'd expect it to be fairly good quality. Who produced this? Who, 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 uh, uh, this was the studio? by studio TMS. Um, and actually they've got a really good pedigree. Um, mm. they're most well known for their work on Lupin the third. They've been working on Lupin the third since back in the seventies. They worked on, uh, space Cobra, which was quite a, a big production for the time. And of course they were, in charge of the seminal Akira. So they have a really strong and interwoven history with television, anime, and and anime films. And when I heard that they were picking up this series, I was actually really excited because yeah. 
admittedly more recently, like the Lupin productions haven't been anything that's mind blowing, but it is competent okay. and it gets the point across. And the music's mm, okay. always amazing and everything surrounding it's always amazing. So again, not the flashiest show in the world, but mm. it conveys what it wants to convey well. I, th- I think the concept is so unique and they do such a good job of executing it and balancing it that this is a great gateway show. So um, if you're happy to, I'm going to put it in the universe, mate. Yeah, I I can't think of any real good reasons to reject it from the universe. I think everything about it is tailor-made to be accessible. And the yeah. fact that Crunchyroll pushes it so, like pushed it so hard when it first came out, this is like one of the mm. big new shonen, one of the new big three and we right. even see when each episode starts, like the Crunchyroll logo rises up out of the cities and it's covered in stone and they don't do that for any other show. So, right, okay. yeah, I think it is a good gateway show. Awesome. Okay, so well done to Dr. Stone. You have got into the universe. Um, Congrats. Yeah. If you have liked what you've heard today, make sure you check out all of our other episodes. Um, make sure you hit us up on Twitter and Instagram as well with your thoughts on Dr. Stone. Um, I'd really like to see, I, I feel like Sam's, Sam was a bit more on the fence with this one. Um, mm. but so I was, I'm, I'm really curious to see if there's, if there's sort of, um, a anime in, in the zeitgeist, in the world, in the community, whether how, how accepted it is and how, how much of a, um, I don't know, a big hitter it is. So, uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Um, we're always there to chat and hit us up on, oh, follow us on YouTube as well for the highlights. We, we've been, we're going to be putting high, more highlights up every week to, uh, yeah, basically that condense our episodes down into our lovely bites. Endless sized ramblings chunks. into more manageable. Chunks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you're not sticking around for Slice of Life, where me and Sam just have a little catch-up, make sure you tune in next week, um, where we'll be discussing a brand new anime. Um, Yeah, we're going to go have a chat. All right. See you guys in the universe. Ah, well, well done, Dr. Stone. I'm I'm glad that you really enjoyed it. Um, To be honest, I was was 50-50 on how you'd be feeling about Dr. Stone, because I, I wasn't sure if you'd get on board with the, uh, I guess the general concept. We didn't really talk about it much in the episode, but like the whole turning to stone event. Oh yeah, we did. Which right. just kind of gets yeah. brushed away. But, hmm. It does. Yeah, like, 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 like we've brushed it away as well. I guess it's fitting. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I am very curious about uh, how they resolve that, but yeah, that's obviously a long time in the future. I imagine. Um, yeah, as they get there. But outside of that, what have you been up to this past oh, week, Will? Mate. You've been, oh, a busy one. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, there's, there's some new things that I've been exploring this week. Um, so oh, I've watched the first, I've watched the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Mm. Have you? What do you think? Yeah. Um, episode one was meh. Episode two was better. Agreed. I love the I, LARPing bit. The what? The LARPing bit. I have no idea what word you're using there. LARPing? LARPing. When he goes to get the, the costume back. Oh, right. And he yes. joins the LARP. Yes. The live action role players, Will. Yes. Yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah, sorry. I'm not up with my <laughs> acronyms in the uh, fantasy world of LARPs. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that as well. I thought that was fun. And I liked that he liked it. Um 
It was just a really nice downtime just to see. Like I could sort, you could sort of see that twinkle in his eye as he's sort of trying not to enjoy it. But it's this like, he's doing what he loves, but it's no threat. It's just that yeah. chilled sort of vibe. <laughs> I'd love to just see like a pan forward to five years time and he's just like doing that oh, every the, weekend. He's the president of the society. Yeah. And he's like, he's wearing the helmet now and he's running around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'd be so good. Or see, oh no, you just you just see him with the uh, whole Avengers cast, and there he's got them all doing it. Like, like come on, guys, it'll be it's really fun. It'll be great. Look, I promise it's fun, and that like <laughs> Hulk is just having to just hold back all the time. <laughs> well, no, it's just Bruce Banner, like finally going like, <laughs> he's just painted himself green. Yeah, yeah, but I'm the Hulk, so like all my attacks are like ten times stronger than yours anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, yeah, it, it was good. It's it's good. I didn't think it would be. I liked the way. I, look, dude, this is going to be a Christmas classic, isn't it? It's going to go down. The the wait the the amount they're pushing. Will he be home for Christmas? Will he make it it's home for Christmas, Christmas time? <laughs> they play all the songs. Go through the tree. Even the <laughs> the first trailer I remember was set to like it's the most wonderful time of the year. Like they yeah. are hardcore trying to cash in on the, the Christmas aesthetic. Uh, you know what? Why not? Because every humble, year, every year, am. people are going to watch it. It's yeah, like a, go back to it. It's like um, it, it's not quite as parody as um, death. Uh, no, Deadpool uh, um, pushing the romance, but it's it's almost yeah. like it's, it's it's almost got that feel to it. Um, so yeah, I can't wait Hawkeye. for the uh, for the follow up where Ant Man saves Easter. Every every superhero now has a holiday uh, holiday theme running through. You've got like Captain America or uh, Falcon. Falcon saves Hanukkah. No, Falcon's got to save Thanksgiving, man. Like the the irony of that. Oh <laughs> god, a bird saving the bird holiday. Yeah, and you have a turkey sidekick, just like the dogs there in this one. Yeah, but also the fact that it's it's, it's the spin off of Captain America and uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Um, apart from Hawkeye, I've been book wise, I've been continuing with Poppy War, which is a slow burner, but I'm still enjoying it. That's the, um, the Chinese, um, sort of, uh, shaman styled, uh, training battle historical, uh, thing. Um, wow. which yeah it's a tricky one to explain dude just go read the blurb if you're interested it's quite cool it's historical it's you sort did a of good fa- job of it fantasy a few weeks ago. yeah i still need to get around to it though because i'm but the, the anime season is just petering off so <laughs> have you yeah but dude there. no no your mission is name of the wind oh yes yes, yes. wait yes that was the one yeah, Poppy yeah. War was the one that you explained before, and I said that sounds really interesting. But Name yes. of the Wind was the one that I was like, I need to get this like right now. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, and finally, my only other thing that I've started listening to is uh, Will, which is Will Smith's Yourself? autobiography. Oh. And I just I've it's, just been listening to that off and on. Wait, and that, that's interesting. Is that the one where he says that he has so much sex that he started to throw <laughs> up? I have no idea. I have not got to that yet. Um, at the minute, oh, he's shit. still he's still about thirteen in the story, so I'm hoping not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's read by Will. Um, oh wow! 
first yeah, name basis re- now, yeah? Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah it's, re- it's, read- it it's read by Mr. Smith. And um, <laughs> he's, uh, it, it's, it's fun. It's quite, it's quite, um, it's what you'd expect. Um, but it's. Any surprising dark revelations about his childhood or whatever, or just. Well, pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, violent step, violent father um, used to oh, hit wow. his mother a lot. Um, mom ended up leaving him. There's um a lot of about about racism and um his his struggles growing up because he he sort of mm. didn't fit in in either camp. He wasn't um considered black enough because he was quite he's from quite a a well off family, quite a, mm. a, a, a you know two parents for the majority of his childhood, two parents, you know a, a solid household. So um he yeah. wasn't bl- considered black enough for almost the the ghetto side of the community, and he was. Mm-hmm. But he was also shunned from the white, and he went to a majority white school, and he was shunned from that side yeah. of things as well. So, a really, and he talks about how his comedy developed because of that. And yeah, it's, 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 it's I think it's, it's really insightful. It's really interesting to see that sort of side mm-hmm. of him. And he, he, he talks a lot about like his perception of reality and how, and oh. it, 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 the, he talks about that he, he wants this book to not be, it, it, it's, it's more like, it's basically very open and honest. It's not. It's not the talk show. Him. It's not the on on screen big bigger than life. Will Smith. Yeah. It's it's not the big laugh. The that sort of thing. It's the um, yeah how he got there. I guess. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay. Um. What about you? What have you been up to this week? Um. I kind of popped off this week. I uh, I have watched so much stuff. <laughs> like. <laughs> My week, uh, there was a public holiday, um, culture day on Tuesday. So I had um, a bit more extra time afforded to me. And I decided to basically just binge a bunch of stuff that I've heard people talking about and stuff that I wanted to look at. So first up, I watched and finished Squid Game. Oh, Um, okay. Okay. Two months behind the curve. Yes, I know. I know. Um, But yeah, I think it deserves all the praise it gets. Oh, do you? Everything... Yeah, I like. I was engaged. Um, I thought that the acting was really good uh, on the most part. I think that the twists and turns throughout, like, made it just different enough from other death game stuff like Battle Royale or mm. um, the anime that I've watched, where it was engaged. Like from the get go, the games already had like people coming in from the outside, people breaking out. Nobody was playing by the rules, whatever. And I guess mild spoilers for episode two, that entire episode and the idea of people coming back into the game of their own choice, I thought that was brilliant. And yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, it just worked. Um, cool. The final few twists, interesting. Do I want a season two? Uh, maybe. If mm-hmm. it can maintain the quality, but I don't see how they're going to do it. So yeah, okay. late cool. to the game, squid game. Uh, I also watched the Netflix live action version of Cowboy Bebop, which oh, yeah. at the moment... You were talking about this last week and saying how your mum your mum and dad had watched it and liked it and you'd been yes. trying ages to get them on run it. So what do you think? It is fine. I think okay. if you go online, there are two camps. There's the camp who haven't really watched anime or done whatever and they're taking it as it is. And they're yeah. saying that it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good show. Then you've got the very vocal minority of fans who are 
have watched the original and love it to death. And you know what? I would put my hand up and say that, yeah, Bebop is one of my all-time favorite shows ever. Okay. And I've got to respect the live action that throws so many homages. The costumes are accurate. The ships are accurate. They they do plot lines, but stretch them out in different ways. And it's not amazing. The right. characters are not the same characters as in the anime. Mm. Aside from Jet Black, the guy who plays uh, Jet absolutely nails it 100%. Oh, cool. Is he the main character? He's this side character. He owns the ship. He's got the robotic arm. Um, okay. He's an ex-cop. Uh, the main character is Spike, played by John Cho, and he's he's not the same Spike from the anime, but he is close enough. And you know, you've got to give the live action. I, I feel some leeway in yeah. terms of like trying to adapt animated material into live yeah. action. If you go too far one way, it's unrealistic. Too far the other way, meh. But yeah, I, I think it was good. I had more time where I was engaged enjoying it than times where I actively disliked it. There's only really the last episode I think was objectively really, really bad. There were moments um, in the others I, I quite liked. So, cool. yeah, give it a go. But I will always point people towards the original on top of that. So Fair enough. All right. Cool. Um, are you happy to wrap up there? Have you got anything else you want to cover? Yeah, no, I'm pretty happy to wrap up there. Thank Brilliant. you, everybody, so much for listening. If you made it this far through our ranting and ravings of Slice of Life, we've already done most of our plugs up top. But just another thank you for listening. Yeah, make sure you pass the pod if you feel like you can get someone else hooked on anime by listening to us rambling. I don't know. Can you imagine if it actually worked? Can you imagine if someone actually gave this podcast to a noob and they were like, you know what? These boys talk a lot. They've of sold me. They've, they've convinced me to give it a go no one's ever said that ever but hey ever. Uh, we, we live in we, we live in hope Harold yeah okay guys thank you all for listening we'll see you next week bye, bye.